This is my friend's place on WGOT LP Gainesville, 100.1 FM.
Sounds. The song titles Techno Opera and it features the great Rufus Wainwright. And you're listening to my friend's place here on WGOT LP Gainesville on yet another stormy afternoon here in Gainesville. As we are officially, well, I think we've been in it, but we are maybe in the middle of our rainy pattern here. Um, been crazy weather for the last week or so, raining sometimes all day and not just our usual uh, afternoon thunderstorms like we're having today. So um, rain is good sometimes unless you want to have to get out and do something, but uh, it's always um, some of the most fun days to be here in the Civic Media Center uh, studio is when it's raining outside and really dark in the building. And that's what it is right now. It's, uh, no one's in the building this week, which is a good thing for me um, for one really important reason is because I can open up the studio door and it immediately cools the studio by about three to four degree degrees uh, once you open that door so rocking probably a nice uh, 81 degrees today here in the Civic Media Center uh, studio for WGO TV and hey you know the studio is open if you want to do a show and you want to be hot uh, maybe you want to lose some weight sauna style well this could be an opportunity for you to both host a radio show and also maybe take off a couple of those unwanted COVID pounds so um speaking of um unwanted things uh chiggers and everybody's really probably on the edge of their seat waiting for my weekly chiggers update and good news i believe it's mostly gone and it has been a really kind of miserable frustrating couple of weeks um trying to get rid of what Ever it is, I, I could go into depth, but I don't think anyone's really interested in it. Me explaining what chiggers are. It's always something that I had heard other people getting, um, kind of laughed about it. But uh, yeah, it's pure misery. Uh, you don't get really sick, but this constant nonstop itching and scratching and open sores and ugh, other gross stuff. But fortunately, it looks like I'm cut, cut or turned the corner rather and. 
It looks like I'm almost home free. Still got a few open scabs and sores that I'm trying not to scratch. But wow, if you've ever had chiggers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I guess I'm officially in the phase of my life where I get these old man diseases because, uh, knock on wood, didn't get COVID. Don't really get actually not really get i never get the flu um all these like normal things that you hear people sick with like a cold i don't get those i get these really weird ones like chiggers and then a couple of years ago shingles which was even more miserable than uh chiggers so um happy to be out of the chiggers uh um hopefully out of the chiggers uh, neck of the woods i suppose since that probably came from the woods anyway um so that gets you caught up on what's been going on with me um, today, though, and some uh, better, more fun news is my daughter's birthday. So I'm going to wish Holland a happy 16th birthday. Um, we're going to celebrate with a little bit of a cake and some dragonfly sushi takeout, I suppose, on another rainy, rainy day. So I guess in a way it was kind of good. We didn't really have any major plans because it certainly would have been ruined by the rain. Um, but again, uh, happy birthday, Holland. And in honor of her 16th birthday, I'm going to play a song that was one of, her, one of her favorites, probably when she was around 9 or 10 years old. I think this when the song came out. Um, it's from Sleigh Bells. It's called Real Real. And good news also, it looks like Sleigh Bells is about to release new music and go on tour. So, happy birthday, Holland. Here's one of your old favorites. It's Sleigh Bells with a Real Real.
hace con frecuencia Porque ella adora el baile
On the chaise long, on the chaise long, all day long. 
the chaise long on the chaise long on the chaise long on the chaise long all day long on the chaise long Leg Shays Long here on my friend's place on WGOTLP Gainesville. Thank you so much for tuning in on what is a very, very um, wet afternoon here in Gainesville. So, um, pretty typical for the summertime and um, kind of enjoying it actually. It kind of sets the mood here when you're in the studio at least. Wouldn't want to be outside having to work in it or even drive in it, which was kind of interesting coming in, but uh, you know. It is Gainesville. What can you do? So uh, let's take a real quick uh, rundown, take a look at what you just heard in the last half hour of music here on My Friend's Place. Uh, leading off the break, a classic one from Sleigh Bells called Real Real. Then it was World's Worst with Twins. After that, you had Heartless Bastards, How Low. Then one you heard last week um, also from the Joy Formidable Chimes. Then a new one from Thief called Apple Eater. Then another repeat uh, from Limenanez, uh teaming up with Lauren Garnier, one of the all-time uh, best underground DJs from France. That one's K-Color featuring uh, Edie Pistolas on that one. <laughs> yeah, my Spanish is terrible. And then new music uh, from Modest Mouse, The Sun Hasn't Left. And now you are called up to everything. You've heard this week on My Friend's Place. And uh, before we head into some news, I want to remind you that if you want to hear more or less, or a lot of, any of those, or none of the above. You can find me online by searching for Cramela, which is C-R-A-M-E-L-A. Um, if you can spell that, it'll take you to Cramela Mixture. That's where I put past episodes of both my friends' plays and also my other more um, techno and house uh, mix focus show. I put all past episodes up there at Cramla Mix Show, and it's available through a lot of different uh, resources and platforms. Uh, my personal favorite would be for you to check it out on Apple Podcasts. Um, I like it because it makes it really easy to download and um, don't have to use streaming data or data. Uh, I can just download it onto my device and listen to it later. So um, again, that's available at Cramla Mix Show. So um, anyway, it's been a while since we've done some news. So Let's do a couple stories today. This first story, uh, a very positive one, I suppose. Um, but Carl Nassib, uh, Las Vegas Raiders football player, which happens to be uh, Fred Souter's favorite football team, comes out and announces he's gay, making NFL history as the first openly gay player on a roster. So, um, of course, that's with a caveat. There have been past players that have come out after their playing career is done, both in the NBA and in the NFL. So, um, happy. I think that's, you know, a step forward. It takes a lot of courage to be the first of someone. I kind of thought it would uh, release a little bit of a, not a floodgate, but a trickle down of a few other players in different leagues uh, coming out with the clouds and announcing they're gay. Um, but to the best of my knowledge, that has not happened soon. 
Uh, congratulations, Carl Nassib. And um, really appreciate someone being brave enough to take that first step. That's um, progress, even if it's slow at times. The next two new stories are both going to kind of go in the no S Sherlock <laughs> category of news, as both of them, when we talk about the headlines, you're going to be like, of course, everyone knew that, or it should have been obvious to anyone. First up, no tuna in Subway tuna um, <laughs> subs. So this has actually been going on for a while, and the New York Times published a report that said um, there's no... <laughs> tuna going by DNA results in Subway subs. So I don't think anybody's really surprised if you've actually ever looked at like the pressed meats and other things they have at Subway. I would not be shocked at all if what they're serving is not tuna and some other cheaper like farmed out type of fish. But um, here's what's happening. I'll give you a real quick summary. This is off CNET.com. Uh, basically, um, there's been a couple of lawsuits going on and the New York Times uh, didn't randomly decide uh, to check out the tuna sandwiches at Subway. Back in January, when this first started, the Washington Post actually reported on a lawsuit uh, that people have brought against the chain that claimed that whatever in the sandwich was actually made but anything but um, tuna. So according to uh, CNET.com, a commercial food testing lab analyzed more than 60 inches of Subway tuna sandwiches from three different Subway locations in Los Angeles and found it had no amplifiable tuna DNA present in the sample. So that could mean one of two things. Well, obviously, one of the things it could mean is it's not tuna at all. But here's something I don't think that people maybe have considered um, based on some of the reactions I've seen to the news story. So either there's no tuna in the sandwiches or whatever tuna is being used is so overly processed that the lab couldn't identify what kind of fish it was. So neither one of those are ideal. And um, according to Subway, Here's their statement. Got to be fair and balanced here. This, uh, here's what they said. The fact is Subway restaurants serve 100% wild-caught cooked tuna, which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads that are served to enjoy by our guests. And that's the official uh, company statement. So we'll be following this one. Um, like I said, if you told me there was no tuna in a Subway sub, a tuna melt, I would not be surprised at all. So, and the next no S Sherlock news story of the week, this is off uh, the dailybeast.com. And here's the headline. Trump wanted his Justice Department to stop SNL from teasing him, which is such a ridiculous headline on so many different fronts. Um, it's funny, it's sad, and it's scary all at the same time. So here is the basic uh, story, at least according to the dailybeast.com. Um, emails. Um, ch -ch -ch -ch, let's see. Oh, scroll, 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 scroll. So here's what happened. So Trump was inquiring into what federal regulations could be used against Jimmy Kimmel, late night host Jimmy Kimmel, and SNL. And um, according to the people that were working for him, it was more annoying than alarming, to be honest with you, uh, one of the sources recalled. However, the conversations further showed in the pettiest of ways how the 45th uh, U.S. president was keen on turning the country's top law enforcers into something more akin to his own personally retained law firm. And that is a definitely uh, no S. Sherlock. That is exactly what was going on, uh, whether or not the Saturday Night Live um, 
Uh, story turns out to be true. According to two people familiar with the matter, Trump asked his advisors and lawyers in early 2019 about what the Federal Communications Commission, yeah, at FCC, the same one that we deal with, and we're not allowed to say uh, a couple of different words that sometimes we have to bleep out. Um, yeah, so he wanted to use the FCC, at least according to this report, um, to find out what he could do um, to probe or mitigate Saturday Night Live and Jimmy Kimmel. And here's what makes me think it's an actual real story because of the language. And it was one of my favorite parts of the whole story. So I was just going to read it in its entirety because it sounds exactly like what I would expect uh, Trump to say. So um, he wanted to see what the Department of Justice could do to probe or mitigate Saturday Night Live. Jimmy Kimmel. And here it is. Other late night comedy mischief makers. <laughs> so that last statement automatically makes me think he said it. So that's going to wrap up your No As Sherlock News of the Week. And I'm going to uh, dedicate this next song to our former president. It's Andrew Hung. Goodbye.
Thank you.
Classic one from the Pixies, Here Comes Your Man, um, which you will also find on the soundtrack of one of the shows I'm about to review, Mr. Mercedes. But before we get to that, let's uh, tell you what you're listening to, which is my friend's place on WGOT LP Gainesville 100.1 FM. Let's also 
make sure we tell you what you've heard in the last half hour of music. Uh, leading things up, after the break, you had Andrew Hung, a new one from him called Goodbye. Then it was uh, Sally Shapiro fading away. After that, you had Hackies with When the World Wakes Up. Then it was Goodbye Honolulu over and over. And then uh, after that, you had Evax and Karst right before you heard the Pixies' Where Is Your Man. So appreciate everyone tuning in. If you're listening live on Thursday, another uh, very typical Gainesville rainy afternoon, which I'm kind of digging here in the studio. Um, hope you are somewhere dry and uh, safe and not out there sloshing around on the roads. But if you are, maybe you're listening to my friend's place and we'll kind of get you through. We'll uh, keep you safe on the road, give you some good mojo or whatever. But anyway, let's do some uh, movie reviews or actually television reviews to start with. So, uh Leading things off, I'm going to double fist some Stephen King for you. So this first show I'm going to talk about was on a network I never heard about. And I honestly had never heard about the show until it showed up kind of recently on Peacock, which is the NBC streaming app. It's called Mr. Mercedes. And basically, Mr. Mercedes is kind of unusual in that I believe it's the only like Stephen King novel or, or thing that's just basically uh, crime drama. And it. Uh, st- takes uh, Brendan Gleeson to star, who is a now retired detective, and he's tracking a serial killer who committed one big crime before he was able to retire. He basically uh, had a Mercedes car, that's where the name comes from, and I think ran over about 20 different people and killed them. So uh, basically, that is your setup. Brendan Gleeson and this uh, serial killer kind of having a cat and mouse game, and it's really interesting. Uh, it's a fun show. For once, with Stephen King, you have a show that's more, I think, about character development than the actual like story and the plot. And it has a great soundtrack. You heard one of the songs off of it. And best of all for you, all you have to do is download the Peacock app if you want to see this show. Um, it's free. It's on Peacock right now, I believe, with probably advertisements. But um, I'm only watching season one. I have been told to stay away from season two and season three by multiple friends of mine, and I'm going to follow their advice. I'm going to leave it on a high note with one good season um, of this, like I said, Stephen King crime drama. Um, also, Stephen King again. This time it's uh, Lizzie's story, and Lizzie's story is another direction. It's not a crime drama. It's a romantic <laughs> show, or romance. I don't even know how to say that, because I don't think I've ever reviewed one before. But anyway, it tells the story of Julianne Moore, one of the best actresses of all time, along with Clive Owen, who is her um, husband, who is now deceased and a famous writer. And basically, it tells her love story. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting concept for, not necessarily I would um, associate with Stephen King. But of course... There's all kinds of craziness <laughs> thrown in, alternate dimensions and weird psychopaths and all kinds of other, like, more of the Stephen King trademark. So um, it is very weird. Now, I know some people right now are listening to this review going, very weird, I'm all in. And then I know probably the other half are like, very weird, I am all out. It's very weird, it's very trippy. Um, it looks great. The music's great. Uh, like I said, the cinematography is great. It's very, um, it's kind of a slow burn at parts. So, again, some people hear the word slow burn when it comes to movies and TV, and they're like, I am out of here. And some people are like, ah, uh, count me in. But um, basically, uh, Julianne Moore is being um, kind of stalked by a serial killer, a 
psychopath, we'll call him, who wants her uh, late husband, played again by Clive Owen, wants his manuscripts like published and put out there, and there's all kinds of magic, magical realism, um, all kinds of weird stuff going on in this one. And it's also got Jennifer Jason Lee, who is one of my most favorite beloved actresses. Um, if you don't recognize that name, she was the star of Fast Times in Ridgemont High, the star of Existence, the uh, um, David Cronenberg movie, and also the star of Rush. And I absolutely love her. So anything that she's in, I'm going to give uh, probably a higher than I might have normally review. Now, here's caveat. I have not made it to the end. In fact, I don't think the last two episodes are even out yet. So this series could potentially crash and burn in an absolutely spectacular way because I've never read the source material. In fact, I don't know anything about the source material other than the fact that it's obviously like autobiographical for uh, Stephen King with some of the references and things in there. And I know that he wrote it after he nearly died from pneumonia a couple of years ago. So really interested to see how this one ends because I may be coming back in a couple of weeks and saying that is one of the greatest shows ever. Or I may be coming back saying, oh, that thing was a stinking pile. But um, regardless, the first six episodes are available on Apple Plus if you're interested in joining in, especially if you like Stephen King. And I know like um, just looking at some comments online from my friends, the the novel itself is incredibly divisive. I have people that say, oh, I really, really love it. And I have other people saying, oh, I couldn't even finish the novel. So really interested where that's going to go. And the other thing, a uh, movie actually in the theaters. I, I finally made it back inside um, after a year. I uh, made it with Fred and um, a couple other uh, friends and um, saw the documentary Sparks Brothers from Edgar Wright, basically chronicling the Sparks career. So I'm not going to even sit here and pretend like I'm a Sparks expert or I knew very much about them. I really didn't very, very surface level, knew some of the people that they influenced. I, watching the movie, I think that I heard, I've heard some of the songs before that they played, but really I didn't know much of anything about them other than they were a band that a lot of my favorite bands like. So it's directed by Edgar Wright. And um, he is one of the greatest directors right now working. Um, you may know him from Baby Driver, which makes great use of that soundtrack. Also, Shaun of the Dead. And one of my favorite movies about music of all time, uh, Edgar Wright directed Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So you can see a lot of that Scott Pilgrim versus the World kind of flair and cinematography and the way that he uh, encapsulates different effects within Sparks Brother. Because to me, at least the first half, or not the first half hour, the whole first hour looked and uh, reminded me a lot uh, visually of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And I got to say, it is a really cool documentary. I enjoyed it very much. As I've gotten older, I've realized that I enjoy documentaries more about subjects that I know less about. And that definitely would have been the case with Sparks Brothers. And not only was it a great subject to do a documentary about, it's a great filmmaker. So Edgar Wright, if you have not watched Edgar Wright movies, please, um, as soon as you get home driving or whenever you're listening to this podcast, Google the name, find all the movies that you can from him streaming online because he is a fantastic filmmaker and the sparks pretty good band i can't say after watching the movie that i was the hugest fan of their music 
uh, but it's like I liked it and it was catchy and I think it was interesting that they became hugely popular like in LA and London and really nowhere else in America um one of those bands that, like, remember, like, when David Hasselhoff was the biggest thing in Germany? Well, at one point, before David Hasselhoff was the biggest name in Germany, Sparks were. So, uh, definitely recommend this one pretty highly. It's probably not going to be in theaters uh, very long, but it will be streaming pretty soon as um, one of the films that they mentioned, which is called Annette, it's a musical that the Sparks Brothers uh, wrote and it had someone else direct. That's going to be coming out pretty soon. It stars Adam and Driver. And it's coming out in August. So that's going to be a really interesting musical to watch. And I'm a person that does not like musicals. So um, I'll give you a review of that one later on. It's going to be on um, Amazon. Amazon Prime, I believe, if, near the end of August. So anyway, uh, you can judge for yourself. Here's some music from the Sparks. Uh, pretty much their penultimate uh, song, When Do I Get to Sing My Way, which kind of has an inside joke. Once you see the movie, you may probably get it. So here you go. Sparks, when do I get to sing my way? No, no use in lecturing them or in threatening them. They will just say, Who are you? Is that a question or not? And you see that the dot is predictable, not new. But just to stop that, the things you will do. No, no use in taking their time or in wasting two times on a call to God knows who. When all you feel is the rain and it's hard to evade when no person looks at you. So just be gracious and wait in the queue. So when do I get to see my way? When do I get to feel like Sinatra? When do I get to see Like 
Churches featuring Robert Smith, once again proving the best Cure songs are no longer made by The Cure. They're made by other artists featuring Robert Smith. And if you want to uh, argue about it and fight me in the parking lot, I'll see you right after the show. But uh, regardless, let's move on to what you just heard. Um, Coming out of the break, I reviewed Sparks Brother movie, which is fantastic. And I'm sure Fred Souter may or may not have something to say about it, as that's the person I saw with him. Um, as he'll be hosting Strip in the next hour. Then after that, um, well, yeah, first of all, yeah, Sparks, why? Uh, when do I get to sing my way? But after that, new one from Eve's Tumor with Jackie. Then the Go Team, a Be Without a Sting. More new music, at least for uh, my friend's place, Peroshka with VO. And then your Churches of Robert Smith, How Not to Drown, which is your returning champion this week. You've heard it three weeks in a row here on my friend's place so about to head out the door before i do so really want to encourage you to follow wgot on facebook it's the best easiest and most economical way to keep up to date with information about wgot Um, you can always dm us and we will try to get back as soon as possible got a brand new um fundraiser that we're working on to hopefully get the antenna relocated closer to uh, Midtown, I guess is what the kids call it. So you can find information about that on uh, WGOT's Facebook page. Um, also, while you're online, if you want to listen to this show, I'll put it up a couple days from its original broadcast. Um, but you can find My Friend's Place and Cramel and Mix Show episodes just by typing in Cramel and Mix Show and then you'll figure out the rest, I'm pretty sure. Um, also, WGOT has a Facebook page. And Patreon, just head over to Patreon, search for WGOT for as little as $1 a month. You can help keep us up on the air and help us meet our uh, basically uh, weekly, monthly operating costs. So um, earlier in the show, mentioned it is my 16-year-old daughter's birthday today, um, Holland. So earlier played one of her favorites um, from when she was a little kid, Sleigh Bells Real Real. So I got one more from her her childhood before I head out. It's MGMT, Time to Pretend, and thank you for listening to my friend's place on WGOT LP Gainesville. (laughs) 